I'm Michael Statham and you're listening to the Studio Podcast. Essays, observations, stories and therapy sessions from an emerging artist. This is episode four. Four forwards, fail better. Take a look at where you've been and how you've come so far. No matter where you find yourself, you're always where you are. Go anywhere you go. Hello and welcome back to the Studio Podcast. This is episode 4 of season 1. On the last episode I talked about my occasional bouts of self-doubt and crippling anxiety. If you're still with me and I haven't spot any deep bouts of depression in my listeners, this time around I'd like to talk about my views on motivation which hopefully will be a little bit more uplifting than last episode. In general, I have a love-hate relationship with motivational speakers. You know the ones. We've all watched those self-made men and women of YouTube giving their rousing pep talks. When I finish watching one of these, I generally come away feeling a little bit rubbish thinking that I have achieved nothing with my life and wondering why I just wasted 20 minutes of my precious time. These people always sound a little bit hokey and their words border on brainwashing in my opinion. Some of the big names in motivational speaking have made a great career out of that gig though. They all claim to be making the big books so someone must be listening and some of them have follower numbers that would put Billy Graham to shame. I've come to the conclusion that a lot of what these people say is really just common sense repackaged to look like revelations and gospel truths. But for some people, finding outside motivation is a necessary part of their creative process. The right words at the right time can prove invaluable. They can lead to breakthroughs that previously seemed impossible and help provide a way past the seemingly insurmountable. But sometimes common sense can be a scarce commodity and coming across it is like panning for gold. It's a very rare and precious thing, but when it comes to the surface, it arrives in glistening nuggets. Sometimes I think that if you're not self-motivated, then you simply do not want it enough, whatever it is. Of course, I realise that this is a naive view and that it just isn't that simple. Everyone needs a push in the right direction every now and again, and however you find that push that suits you, then go for it. Personally, I don't really go looking for motivation. I believe that we all have motivation within us, but that sometimes it just gets buried under the weight of everyday living. Sometimes it takes a shovel and some elbow grease just to dig it up again. You may also ask what my motivation is. I could tell you that I'm motivated by the creative process itself. I could allude to being so incredibly talented that I simply have no other choice but to paint. That last statement is so not true, by the way. Or I could say that I'm in it for the wads of cash that I'll make from my art. Also not true, or possible. My actual motivation is simply this, to never have to sit at a desk for eight hours a day ever again. I'll be content enough to earn enough to get by, so making stacks of money is not my ultimate intent, but being able to say that I'm answerable to no one, that's the real deal in my view. What could be better motivation than that? It's a simple goal, and I've not overthought it. I've known so many people that overthink every situation though, but that way madness lies. Something that starts out being so simple gets blown out of all proportion and becomes their biggest problem. 
I talked about my anxiety problems last episode, and if you listen to that, you might be thinking anxiety goes hand in hand with overthinking. This can be the case. During an anxiety attack, some may be running a situation through their minds going over each conceivable scenario. But my particular anxieties rarely seem to affect me in this way. My attacks manifest themselves from a given situation related to personal interactions or unplanned communications, so I don't regard myself as being an overthinker. Heck, sometimes I don't even think at all. Sometimes I may stumble across an article or a book that piques my interest. Occasionally while I'm watching Cats on YouTube, I'll be presented with a video of someone that seems worthwhile watching. Recently I found a short film of Denzel Washington giving a speech at an American university. I think it may have been a montage of a number of his university speeches edited together. No matter, it was still a good watch. This is Mr Washington after all. What more would you expect? But despite the pedigree of the person delivering the speech, it was still punctuated with platitudes such as Be good to each other. Think outside the box. Dreams without goals are just dreams. Remember to say thank you. You know, the usual sort of things. But there was a moment in the film that stuck with me. Denzel talked about his parents and how they said, when he told them he was considering an acting career, they said that he should study so that he had something to fall back on. He said that he never understood that concept. If he was going to fall, he wasn't going to fall back on anything. He was going to fall forward. At least that way, he would see what he was going to hit. I think that what he meant was no matter when or how often you fail, you just need to keep moving forwards. As the writer Samuel Beckett said, Try again. Fail again. Fail better. I've just bought a trio of books by Austin Cleon. These are books that I have resisted the temptation to buy for so long. Just like the YouTube videos that I detest, I'd assumed that they were peddling the same old rhetoric. But I have to say that I was somewhat mistaken. They're actually pretty good and well worth the money. To date there are three volumes. Still Like an Artist, Show Your Work and Keep Going. These are not large volumes. I read each of them within a couple of hours. And they fall into the inspiration category rather than motivation. At least I think so. And it is clear from reading them that Austin suffers from the same insecurities and neuroses as most other artists. On the first page of Steel Like an Artist, Austin Cleon writes, All advice is autobiographical. He goes on to say, It's one of my theories that when people give you advice, they're really just talking to themselves in the past. Which makes sense. Advice is usually given from experience. So what you'd be saying to your past selves would either be as a result of a correct decision your future self had made, or an alternative course of action because something had not gone according to plan. That sounds like a plot from Back to the Future, but you know what I mean. I think some people also get motivation confused with inspiration. The reasons for why mixed up with the notion of what. I might have my motivation sorted out, but inspiration is something that I'm always on the lookout for. I have a digital image archive that is probably the equivalent of thousands of printed pages, 
Sometimes, usually at the start of a new project, I'll trawl through these images and print off certain ones that will be tacked up around my easel. The idea is not to copy from these, but to use them as a point of departure, or perhaps to see how so-and-so painted such-and-such. Sometimes I don't look at these at all while I'm working, but somehow, just knowing that they're there seems to bring me confidence. It's just all part of the process, really. I also have many books by artists that I admire on my studio bookshelves. These get thumbed through on a regular basis, but only with clean hands. I have particular favourites about painters like David Hockney and Lucian Freud, as well as books about designers such as Charlie Harper and Alvin Lustig, and cartoonists like Daniel Clues and Jack Kirby. And of course the internet itself is teeming with inspiration at the click of a button. We live in a golden age of information, and to not use that to our advantage would be such a waste. My Instagram feed is full of inspirational work by artists from all around the world, and at the moment I'm using that platform to explore the Australian art scene, where I've stumbled upon some great landscape work by Australian painters Belinda Henry and Liesl Mott. You should go check those out. I have a few rules that I try to stick to, and I use these to keep me focused and on the straight and narrow when I'm working. It's by no means an exhaustive list and I'll add to the list and occasionally subtract from it, but the list is there to sometimes remind me not to go off on a tangent and get distracted. At least that's the idea. The list starts with Study and steal from the masters and from your contemporaries. Someone said something along the lines of If you steal from one person it's plagiarism. If you steal from a hundred people it's research. So look around you. Look at what other artists are doing and how they're doing it, and learn from them. The second bullet point is progress, not perfection. Because sometimes finished is just good enough. Number three, don't let yourself become distracted by jealousy or it may consume you. We've all done this, looked at someone's work and wish we'd produced it ourselves. It's not a healthy way to look at our peers and their work, so don't do it. Next, if something is not working, change it. If it's still not working, move on. Don't be stubborn when something isn't working. There may be a reason for it, or it just not might be a good idea. Try something else. Try fixing it. If other attempts fail, move on. Perhaps leave that piece for another time, or just discard it completely. 5. Don't try to be original, just try to be good. Designer Paul Rand said this. He actually got it from another designer, Alvin Lustig, whose original quote was, I don't want to be interesting, I want to be good. Either way, I just want to be good. Interesting and original can come later. Number six, fake it till you make it. Everyone knows this one. Tell someone something often enough and eventually it may become true. Although, this didn't work when I told everyone I was Batman when I was a kid. And finally, create like a shark. Just as sharks need to keep swimming to stay alive, in order to develop and grow, you need to create constantly. So keep moving, or you may find yourself dead in the water. I'll leave you with a short quote from David Bowie. He said, The only art I will study is stuff that I can steal from. And that seemed to work out quite well for David. Trying not to dig too deep, afraid of what you'll find. Give yourself the grace you show me. 
Once again, thank you for listening to the show. You can subscribe to the podcast for free on all major podcast platforms. Please let your friends know about the show. It might be something that they'd like to hear too, so feel free to spread the word and perhaps leave a review if you're that way inclined. You can find me on the web at mixstatham.com, on Instagram and Facebook at Michael Statham Art, and on Twitter at Mike Statham Art. Also, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, I have created a hashtag, Make It Show It, to help listeners of the show share their work with the rest of the world, and it'll make all of your great images easy to find by the rest of the audience. The music for the podcast is called Walking Back by Aaron Sprinkle, and is licensed from Soundstripe. I'm Michael Statham, and you've been listening to the Studio Podcast. <laughs>